0: you'll be proud of this game and you can do a great deal for football today. Great deal for all the players in the league and everything else. Oh, I see him looking. I'm closing. Ah! I was mm. born in it. <laughs> Molded by. I <it. laughs> yeah, said so they, they got to wake up with a
1: piss out. You talking about Rasu
0: Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. dog, dog, dog. you listening to the Poor Man's Packers Podcast. Go Pack Go. Good night, man. I'm so excited. Let's
2: roll. Let's roll. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast. The one Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer. Joined this week once again with Todd and Andrew Boys. Hello, hello. hey, hey. Hello, we are back after a long pause in episodes, uh, after the long bye week, but we have once again returned after a victory, well, shit, I guess today we're recording on Victory Wednesday after the Packers won 12-24 to against the Los Angeles Rams at Lambeau Field. They're back on a winning streak for the first time since, I think, week three, week four, which is not very good for the Green Bay Packers, but... A good game overall what'd you guys how was your guys weekend i was watching the game
1: it was good yeah i uh i'm kind of hoping is there any way we could play the rams for the next three weeks is that possible we just I... keep playing the rams because well, that is a recipe for success we
3: can't score against the rams if we do play them if we're up by a score or two so sure. let's not sure. play them too much you know their coach is too friendly
2: yeah. It, one of those where it's nice to always feel like you're going to win, you know, after we scored our first touchdown, it's like, oh, OK, this game's pretty much put away. But at the same time, it's like, God, can't we just fucking blow them out and not even have to think about some of this shit? But well, a it, win's a win. I guess that's more 2022 talk. Yeah, Andrew. To
3: backtrack back into earlier 2022, um, earlier weeks this year, I think, you know, we talked about the sweat factor a lot early on in this in this season, and there was none this yes. game it was Very... just like we're going in three more games from here because let's of go the no, no no oh. because it's like uh you know a you're lot not of these sweating out like game. i'm sweating the whole way through even if you right. win right. you know
2: yes we'll have our normal episode here we'll have our pick six the six plays that shape the game break down the offense and the defense briefly we will have take news talk about the once again i mean we've talked about a little bit too much this year um because it keeps coming up but the uh, way Matt Lafleur is running this team, his mindset with this team, some of the stuff with that scoring at the end, we'll have is Kyle an idiot? Some Packers trivia, and then we will preview the Dolphins game, which will be on Sunday. Only three games on Sunday this week, too. You guys saw that all the game; most of them are on Saturday. Yeah, and that's
1: something that we started last week, right, with the Saturday games. And is that going to continue throughout well, the rest of the season with
3: Saturday games? No, I think this week it's specific because of Christmas. If I'm yeah. not under because there's always only three games on Christmas, like Thanksgiving. But last week there's, we had Saturday games. Yeah, we did. But I don't know if that was like end of the year thing. I thought it was yes. the this year things.
2: We did it happened last year too. Oh, okay. I think they're gonna start doing that more in the future, though, the more days that the NFL can steal from other sports you know they're gonna do that to make more money but uh with that we will have pick six, pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yeah! all right our first pick six play of the game the lynn lake pick six once again uh visit lynn lake in uptown minneapolis lynn lake brewing they have a lot of great beer and they are always playing the packer game when they're playing so if you are a transplant packer fan in the cities that is a great place to watch the game i don't know if we're gonna be forced to uh, will they be open the on future. christmas <sighs> don't ask questions have i don't to. know they maybe maybe i don't know depending on the weather but probably not but uh well shit actually i wonder if they will because we'll be playing on christmas that's a very that's good what question I'm that's why i asked open? yeah yeah I, I i have not seen an update and i forgot to email the guy this stay is tuned old. Yeah, stay tuned. I looked it up while editing, and Lynn Lake will be closed for (laughs) Christmas. Anyways, the first pick six play, a very fun play, Uh, really brought us back to what this season has been after the bye week. It was the Aaron Rodgers pick right at the end of the first quarter, only 17 seconds left. It was 0-3 to at the time. Rodgers drops back, skies it to Alan Lazard, who appeared to be open. After the game, you know, it came out that there was a bit of a miscommunication Alan Lazard kind of settled down in the little free space there. Rogers thought he was going to keep going. Lazard even took blame for it. Um, you know, Peyton Manning and shit was saying that it was a bad ball from Rogers. But even if it appears, I wish we could like have a little like projection of like shadow of where Lazard would have been if he continued running. Right. Because it still would have been a contested catch. No. Lazard was in the right spot where that ball needed
3: to be. No, that seems, if you're kind of talking about the play where Lazard was on the left hand side of the field that we're watching, right?
2: The only pick that Rogers threw. Okay,
3: well then, yeah. er, Lazard stopped running. And even, I mean, the announcers I was listening to were like, this is Lazard's fault. Aaron's expecting him to keep on going.
2: Yeah, but Troy Aikman was about the only one. At the same time, Peyton Manning said he, you know, that it was a bad ball. It either way, from the blind eye, it's a it looks like a bad ball. It seemed to be like that millisecond off where Lazard was settling, Rogers thought he was still going. But either way, another one of those turnovers that the offense put together. Obviously there was one later in the game too with Aaron Jones. But if that play had gone differently, we probably would have shit canned the team. The Rams, the shitty Rams, but that did not happen. So moving on, the next pick six play on the first touchdown drive. uh, Yes, the first touchdown drive for the Packers. They were running the ball quite a bit in this game, and it was something that we've gotten on them. I've gotten on them quite a bit this year, but running the ball to A.J. Dillon on fourth and three. They converted the run. Kind of a weird formation, too. They were in the red zone at the time, um, but they ran it out of shotgun. But it wasn't the normal one where Dylan's like right next to Rogers. He was about a yard behind him, which I'm sure has happened this year, but it's the first time I'd noticed it. So Dylan was able to run downhill a little bit and then kind of bust outside and picked up the first down. You know, I if once again like all season, if he would have given me that option, I wouldn't have taken it, but. We converted it, kept the drive going, and then a few plays later, he scored his first touchdown of the game. Thoughts on A.J. Dillon and that uh, that drive there, boys?
1: Was that the drive where he had the, the catch, too, for like 20-some yards?
2: I can't remember if it was that one, but he had quite a few. He did finish with three catches and 35 yards, the long of 17. But, yeah, I was very surprised how involved he was in the pass game. Every time he gets some of these swing passes, of late at least – you know, he's a lot more comfortable as a receiver than you'd expect, even like early on in the year. There there was a couple of times where he get the ball and just kind of get brought down by the first guy. But on Sun or on Monday, he broke a couple first tackles right while he's yep. catching the ball and got close to first down. So no real complaints there. I'm uh, glad he's been so much better once it's gotten colder.
3: I was just relieved to see us like actually snap the ball on that fourth and three because as we've seen yeah. so many times, it's like, oh, you know it's like Rogers, guys, we're not fooling them anymore. They expect you with this silent, you know, like hike, like they, come on, they know what you're doing. So, to actually yeah. hike it and move the ball, I was just very excited for.
2: Yeah, it was one of those because when they first went up, they he tried to do that and then they used the timeout, and it's like, oh, are they going to come back out? And, and they sure. stayed out there, exactly,
3: nice. exactly.
2: Yep. yep, so that made it uh 10 to three at the time, whatever it was. Next pick six play a third and six Rogers goes to Cobb. This is when we were in the end zone, the second touchdown drive. Um, But Rogers threw it to Cobb, falls incomplete, but the Rams get flagged for illegal contact. So instead of having to go for the field goal, Packers then score a couple plays later, making it six to 17. But that once again was Jalen Ramsey and this game, the dirty cheater that he is, who was matched up on Christian Watson which for a rookie to get that type of treatment is pretty amazing right. to see, but I mean, I think it was that first or second drive too, where he very clearly, you know, I I see the flag or no flag, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, Watson fell, you know, he probably just fell. They yeah. happened to get their legs tangled, and then you see the replays, and it's like Ramsey's fucking kicking him, like he's high stepping kicking I feel him, like and then they finally vet- caught him later on.
1: That's a veteran move, though, to use your legs and almost like hip check the guy to the yeah. ground because you don't get flagged for that.
3: I don't even want to go on a tangent on like the refing <laughs> of this week. Like obviously everyone watched the primetime games. Maybe you didn't, you know, on your vacation, but it the, the games that were on at least televised, if you watched them, Todd, they were
2: f- f- terrible with the refing. Well, this, this crew to Sean Hockley. And I think we've talked about it before. Cause uh, what was his dad's name? Ed. Ed Hockley. Who was great. One of the best refs ever. And Sean is his son. And yeah, big, big, strong, muscly man. Uh, Sean fucking sucks. Sean's crew <laughs> sucks. That's that's who we had on Monday. Because the way I look at it, Sean grew up. He didn't watch football. He watched football to watch his dad on the screen. So anytime he gets a game, he gets involved as much as possible. There was in the first half, too, or early in the second half, they had that whole ordeal where one ref thought it was a first down. The other one didn't. So they brought the chains back and... They throw flags, pick them up, and he loves giving these explanations and throwing. You know, we had that fucking holding call on one of Keyshawn Nixon's nice uh, kick returns that wasn't much of anything, just a business. Well, that yeah, really that that
3: specifically press. too. It's like you could, if you're looking for that, that you can find that on every single play. Any right. team, any guy is gonna do that. Every single play, you're just trying to fucking hear your name called and talk over the loudspeaker, you
1: loser. You know what we should add to the broadcast is does next gen stats do they do like a hey, this is what like this is where the referees rank as far as like amount of penalties called, like flags thrown, like that type of thing? There, like there should be like a stat so when you start the game, you know what you're in for.
2: There is a website that does that. I forget the name of it, but there is a website that tells you. And Sean Hockley's crew is usually what is the number one. Like um, for just amount um, of
1: flags thrown, because like you see some crews. Well, and I forget, I'm trying to remember, because they do talk about some of the crews at different times, like which referees are more likely to like throw flags versus not. Well, like some of them are
3: like, they like don't, participate in the game that's actually brilliant because like you'd see weather or something that's obviously more impactful in some situations as far as like betting goes yeah i mean over like if you're gonna have a bunch of penalties i've never like i'm in shock right now because that is genius yeah they should i didn't know what company or website did that
2: i know sean's crew last year was the number one crew to throw flags and i believe because you see in the playoffs the best crews usually get thrown out there and i don't think his crew or he was part of any of those. If if he was, it was maybe only Wildcard Weekend, but they do get rid of him. I I forget, but there are a couple of crews that are better. But I got, I can't. So they must the, they must the
1: get have like an internal grading system because we don't like they don't have to talk to the media. We don't know anything never, that goes on behind yeah. the scenes as far as that. But it's really it would be interesting to know more of like how
3: they're graded. And hey, stuff good like job this week, you yeah. know.
2: Yes, yes, but. Either way, yeah, Jalen Ramsey—he's a kicky boy. Maybe he was just a little upset that the World Cup was over. He wanted to get involved with mm, that a little bit, but yeah. it was—it was some of the more egregious kicking I've seen for the tripping call. Because at first, I—I I was like, "Oh, they just got him locked up." It's like, "Okay, he's fucking high-stepping, kicking them in the end zone." But at the
1: same time, they never—I feel like they never throw the flag for that. For the when you intertwine right. your feet, basically,
2: yeah, it's a smart way to do it. Um, but moving on, the fourth pick six play. A third and goal for the Rams at the 9. This is after (sighs) halftime. Amos, who had a pretty good first half, did not have a very good second half. We were in quarters defense with three defensive backs. Pretty much just playing. It, It was like, you know how we hate Joe Barry's defense on third down? How we always play behind the sticks? Well, they were playing behind the goal line on this play. So Higby, the tight end, gets open. Amos ran up to contest it a little bit at the end, but obviously a little bit too late. Making it 12 to 24, but just once again. Well, not, that was the
1: one where that was Razul's good. guy, right? That was Razul's guy.
2: Razul's yes, it was Razul's guy, but Amos is Amos is playing so far back and there's Did no one else there. It? It's like, what are you doing? Like if if you watch back, you can tell it's like it, a guy like Adrian Amish who's a veteran he's been in the league for a while like it's not too hard to jump that ball especially when you have no other responsibilities on that play so it just it should have been at least double coverage on Higby but I said
3: this live and I was actually impressed with Barry's defense think of how far back in the like they didn't even let him get into the last quarter of the end zone so yeah he was in the end zone sure but they didn't let him in that backyard you know, so that was something to look forward to. What? Uh Sorry, very bad joke. I was trying there. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Jesus, we I was just trying to say, look at they let him in the end zone, but not too far in the end zone with uh, Barry's defense. That's okay. all I was just kind of trying to play
2: up. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah, uh, t- didn't <laughs> work out. Won't
3: do it again. You know.
2: <laughs> well, at least you're trying, just like Joe Barry. Moving on to the fifth. Right? No, this fifth, yeah, fifth sixth play. The very, speaking of Joe Barry, you know, good with the bad. Rams facing a third and 13, which once again, this game, it seems, I I would take a third and five over a third and 15 right. this year. But on this one, third and 13, Mayfield drops back, throws it out to the right hash and getting hit while he lets it off. And Razul Douglas hops out, picks it off. Starts returning a little bit and looks back and just fucking blind whips the ball backwards. I believe it was uh, Adrian Amos that picked it up. We lost like 15 yards, but offense didn't do anything with that. If we could have at least just sat on the ball there, it Literally. would have been nice. But on top of it, it was just such a fucking stupid play. And obviously, everyone's comparing it to the Patriots Raiders game. Russell was asked about it afterwards, and he, compared he said, it to "Yeah, them. he he was." Ryan Wood, I believe, asked him about how you know it was similar to that. And he was like, yeah, it was a lot similar to that. And he said, uh, "Resul said that everyone on the team was asking him what he was on on the time. Apparently, during practice this year, when he gets picks, he tells them, hey, if, if I look at you, I'm going to lateral you the ball. So I guess they were prepared for that. I wonder but if everyone else on the team is like, no, don't do that.
3: That's stupid. If
1: you well, pick it, just hold on to and it. And he wasn't looking at
3: anybody. He looked,
1: and then he looked back forward and tossed it behind his back.
2: Right, and that's part of the problem, too, now, is, okay, if you're going to do that, whatever, fine. There's, you know, there laterals could be used a little bit more in the NFL if you do it right. That obviously isn't the case. But on top of that now, even if he's practicing that in games, the lateraling and shit, I mean, you can point this out. The first Lambo leap was off of a lateral um, that Leroy got the ball from Reggie white. But uh, now after the game with him explaining himself for that, it's like any team, like especially teams like the Vikings and the lions we play later this year. And I'm sure they have people part of their staff that look at what opposing teams say. Every team we're going up against now is going to be looking for laterals on picks or at least it would be something you throw out in team meetings to look for. And it's like, like I could see someone jumping a lateral in the future if this is the shit he's going to pull. I don't know. It's just if you take
1: you take a play, a positive play, and then you take a high risk aspect of it to throw it yes. backwards to guys who don't touch the ball on a regular basis. It's like, not to say that there isn't
3: guys out there on defense that can't handle the ball, but it's like, come on, we're not and, doing laterals and with the right. And it goes a one step deeper than that. I, I believe. I think at that time. Were we up 16 or sorry, we were up, we were up six points, right?
2: We were up more than that. No, okay. We were so we're scores. up, we're
3: up a touchdown, whatever. Two it's scores. not like we're down, you know, 14 points and we need some, we need to make a crazy hail Mary move here. Like the Patriots 15 game where they seconds needed left. to go. Bro, you're up. You got the interception. Good job. Call it, call it that. Imagine if you pull some shit and it, that, you know, gets your whole thing is worse now
2: yeah literally i mean the packers got the ball and i believe it got sacked on that series and we're out of field goal range yep. and we had to punt it so not very good but moving on the final pick six play for this game the aaron jones fumble the score is tw- uh it was 12 to 24 at the time we're driving once again aaron jones nice little run up the middle cuts it outside gets slowed down by jalen ramsey is stopped held up and eventually gets the ball just ripped out they didn't blow the whistle. It pretty clearly probably should have been blown dead which is funny how the uh last game we had against the bears they blew aj Dillon dead when they shouldn't have and then this week the opposite fucked us um either way kind of a ticky-tack call but fuck once again i mean the rogers pick the aaron jones fumble there and not scoring at the end just these couple little plays really would have blown out this game which you know The Packers played that way.
1: I feel like in this scenario, I am, I'm not opposed to a late whistle, just more, more along the lines of, because Aaron or Aaron Jones, isn't like being actively pushed back. He's stood up. Right. Like, right. I think there is an aspect of like the ball security. Like you need to be able to hold on the ball. And like, I think if you look at the flip side, if that's AJ Dillon, we're looking for the pile to be pushed. So I'm okay with the late. The late whistle in that sense, I mean, sucks. He didn't hold on to it, but like in this scenario, I think I'm okay with the late whistle. I don't think that's a, I don't I wish, care what
2: when the whistle. I wish we got a replay. True. We didn't get yeah, a good we saw, replay I think of we it.
1: Maybe saw it
3: once. And it was like after commercial break. I think and we're just actively zoomed
2: in. Yeah.
3: There's two things where a, we're trying to actively not make the refs look like dog shit. So they're not showing replays of things that should yeah. clearly be blatant and obvious to fans. And B, I don't care about when a whistle was or wasn't played. I also don't blame Aaron Jones for fumbling that ball from the initial play. I saw dudes being picked up by three guys. There's not much you can do.
2: I wonder if there's a rule. Like, what if you do if, you know, the play is kind of dying down and ending there? What if, say it wasn't Ramsey, but a big old linebacker and Aaron Jones isn't a big dude. What if he just fucking scoops him up and cradles him? And starts if, <laughs> if you pick him up and run him full forward, that's, that's a legal could you play. you say? Shut could up. you say if it's you can <laughs> forward progress and you don't have to blow it dead and they could just come up and scoop it out while you run in with them? I think if you can do that, that's a legal play. That <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. pick up a running, back. you're going to get, some... and you
3: carry him slowly forward while ripping the ball out. I think that's, yeah. If you the can mental... do that. Oh, the mental image I have in my head right now of exactly what you described. This big old guy just fucking kind of waddling, you know, like like huskying this fucking running back down to the other waddling side.
2: Waddling, huskying? Waddling, waddling, you know, like kind
3: of like like penguin fucking yeah. maneuvering this big old boy.
2: I mean, maybe maybe if like Darius Slayton Wait, was it Darius Slayton? Who was the uh NDSU wide receiver, the little one? Darius Shepherd. Darius Shepard oh, yeah, Darius who was Shepard. on our team. Like he was the smallest guy I can remember the Packers having. Like he would be the perfect example yeah. of someone you could just scoop up like a little baby and take the <laughs> ball from him.
1: But yes, uh that's it. Maybe <laughs> a future thinking. strategy. We'll see. I mean, maybe there's linebackers out there listening.
2: We have a couple we'll... very athletic inside linebackers. I could see Quay doing something like that. Yep. We'll just have to I'll have to <laughs> We'll have to reach out and tell them, we'll hey, plant the seed. They'll call it the yeah, poor but, man's play. Yeah. The f- <laughs> Could you imagine? Be like, what? What are these people fucking? Th- you took the time <laughs> to send me this? Like, I'm not going to fucking do it. But yes. Anyways. All right. And moving on to the offense. Uh, Overall, pretty solid game. I mean, 24 points should have been 31 if we actually scored at the end. But overall, pretty good vibes. I mean, that last drive, Packers got the ball with 851. yet. Yeah left in the game and the Rams never got the ball back so that was pretty good nice to see even without AJ Dillon in the game Patrick Taylor coming in and running the ball out but focusing on the quarterback once again Aaron Rodgers 22 for 30 229 yards the one touchdown one pick he was sacked three times overall solid Um, it was kind of weird going into halftime how he you know I didn't feel like he was playing all that great especially with that pick and a lot of it being short shit that he was throwing but he still only had like three or four incompletions. I mean, like I said, he only finished with the eight incompletions, but still a little odd. I don't know what, and it's kind of been a thing all year, but what our offense was at the end of the first half, I feel like this was the same under McCarthy too, where our first play was a run and then the second play was a run and then it was a throw and then the Hail Mary attempt. We had a timeout and we got the ball with 37 seconds left. It's like, I understand the first run to get us going, but then after that, why don't you actually try to fucking throw when you have someone like I don't know Christian Watson who can just run a fucking. Wasn't go? it a
1: screen? Wasn't it a screen to Aaron Jones on the second play?
2: Uh, maybe, yeah. Sorry, maybe it was. Yeah, a it was screen. that screen to Aaron yeah. Jones
1: where he bu- he busted on the left side and he actually got like twenty some yards? I want to say yeah, he did screen. good
2: and he
3: set him up pretty good for that. And then remember the play after that? I think it was when Rodgers was like scrambling around forever and he could not get his planted feet there was
2: an incompletion between the the hail mary and and the screen but i guess what i'm saying is is that even you know a little screen pass that's not a huge pickup you're doing a fucking run and then a screen when you have 37 seconds it's like if you're gonna do that just fucking sit on it because you're what you're the best thing you're gonna get is a hail mary attempt if those are your first two plays in 37 seconds but I don't know. That's about you know the only real big issue that I, I feel have. like your
1: only shot there is to get Christian Watson, to, and when you got Jalen Ramsey on him, and maybe double covered deep at that at that point in the game, he's getting double covered. I guess you don't if you're Rodgers, you don't really have a lot of options. I don't, in the wide receiver room.
2: I mean, yeah, but we still have fucking Romeo Dubs and you know yeah. Randall Cobb. I mean, we have some options there, but I don't know. I'd like to see a little bit more. I mean, we're so lethargic at the end of halves mm-hmm. at times too, but. Overall, good. I don't know. Rodgers says that his thumb's feeling better and that his ribs and thumb is much of an issue. Still waiting. You know, If we, obviously, the talk about going on this run here to make the playoffs. We'll, we'd have to beat the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Lions. But if that's going to happen, Rodgers is going to have to put on that cape because right. we have not seen that much at all this year. Every... You know, like we talked about earlier, that Lazard play, it's like every week we're getting a new thrower. We're like, what the fuck was that? Like, that isn't Aaron Rodgers. So, I don't know. A little consistency would be nice to see from this offense overall, but we'll see. Um, moving on, the running backs, pretty solid game overall. Guess guess how many yards A.J. Dillon had in this game?
1: Um, 80. Oh, I was going to guess 80. Uh, I'll say... I'll say seventy,
2: and I'm, we're talking rushing here, right? We're talking
1: ground yards, not yeah. through there. Yeah,
2: yeah, thirty six. Only thirty six. He only had an wow. average of three point three yards. Yeah, I was very surprised to see that too. He obviously had the touch, the two touchdowns. A lot of his shorter runs did convert first downs, or you know, were touchdowns as well. The the second one, I believe.
1: What did he have for for receiving yards? Yeah,
2: that's that was the big thing cuz he had the three receptions for 35 yards for Long of 17. Sure. But it okay. felt like he was a lot more involved than we actually saw. But
1: I felt like he was more productive than what you say like 30 yards. Yeah, like
2: I said 36 yards rushing. Oh. So, a little surprising. Hmm. Um other thing he did it twice. Uh what did you guys think of the touchdown celebration cuz he runs in like well, freezes and starts doing the robot and then gets picked up and he did it twice. I thought it was a- I think at some point you
1: have to do the robot. You can't just get into your first your first movement and stop.
3: I, so I don't know. I mean, I was entertained and I think the point of it was to entertain, so I am happy. But like
2: last year when they did the robot dance like he he was still and then like Yash I think came up behind him and like pushed in a battery and then he did the robot. Oh. And then, okay, that's cooler. And then this like Yash, I think, picked him up and put him back down and then he spiked it. But I was like, this... I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was a... If we're talking... If we're grading celebrations, yeah. that's a D for me.
2: Okay. I'm just happy to
3: win the game. Like, the celebration, I was like, I was celebrating. But if we're, and grading, but if we're grading the celebrations, of course, yeah. Low low that's end, low tier. It's a D for me. <laughs>
2: okay. Aaron Jones also played in the football game. He had 17 carries for 90 yards. Like, it's surprising that Aaron Jones did as well. You know, I kind of had the feeling like Dylan almost did better, but... Jonesy, uh 5.3 average. He also had four receptions for 36 yards and the one touchdown. Um I, he got banged up late too, second game in a row where he's just powering through. Obviously Patrick Taylor came in on that last drive. I thought maybe oh shit, is it just going to be Patrick Taylor? But then that last drive too, Aaron Jones had that nice little I can't remember if it was a pass or a run just outside where he picked up like 17 yards. Nice to see that him getting through those injuries and Patrick Taylor, like I mentioned, four carries, fifteen yards, three point eight average.
1: I don't know, kind of. He nice. looked nice. He got he got into the second level. What was that once or twice? He got into the second level. He looked good. Yeah,
2: I'd like to see him like catch a little swing pass or something right. like and that. And he catch?
1: Do they say? Do people say he can catch? I believe
2: so, but it's just we have seen so little from him. Right. I'd I'd like to see the stats for um like the top two backs for carries in the league, what they get, and what the third guy gets because. The Packers have to be near the bottom. Like it has to be between the one carry Kylan Hill had and, you know, the five or six that Patrick Taylor's had on the season. It's nothing. You know, it's, it's very, very small compared to years, I think, years it, past for other teams.
1: We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's officially on the roster now, though, right? Hey, yeah, yes. they picked him up for the whole time. Yes. And we're moving back and forth between practice squad and.
2: And I need a correctness. Can. Ken Ingalls on Twitter, the cap guru, he gave me wrong information because I asked, hey, if he gets, and we brought up on the pod a couple of weeks ago, if he gets brought up to the 53 and it doesn't reset and his cut, is it reset? And he said yes. Well, actually, um, it does not. It's how Wes Hodkowitz put that out that it does not oh, okay. doesn't happen. But yeah, Aaron Jones, solid game. He scored um his touchdown, that little swing pass or whatever. It was out of the pony package, too, the fake to Dylan. Swing out to Aaron Jones and Christian Watson being the lead blocker. Pretty, pretty solid combination there. Um, Moving on to wide receiver, Romeo Dubs. First game back after the injury in Detroit. Five receptions, 55 yards, uh, 11 average, the long of 23. Kind of, I mean, I really like seeing him back out there. I mean, he got way wide open a couple times. But it was funny, and Rodgers talked about a post game too, is how he had this Victor Cruz slash Tyler Lockett thing going on, avoiding contact. Where, especially in the first half, he gets the ball. And once he got close to anyone, he kind of just slid down. And I wonder if that's part of that Detroit game where he caught it, took two steps, and then got his, like, fucking ankles taken out. wonder if that was part of it. His last catch of the game, he did have a little bit more yak. But it was weird because Rodgers kind of called him out after... The game for like not running a little bit more after the catch, so I'm kind of curious to see what'll happen with that in the future. But either way, nice seeing him back out there.
1: I felt like a couple times too. It looked like that middle of the field where he was kind of working. He was slipping too. So I mean, yes, that may not be true. the whole. I mean, if you're Romeo, I mean, I'm sure Romeo maybe is going to say like, "Hey, like that middle of the field's kind of nasty in December." You know, yeah. at the end of the season. So I'd give him the
3: benefit of the doubt on both senses like slipping and also dude your first game back you just came off a a multi-week injury should probably hurt and it sucks to miss out you know like take it a little not say easy you're an nfl player but at the same time (laughs) if i got some 250 pound guy chasing me okay you 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 win you know (laughs) you give up yeah
2: yeah Uh, yeah uh moving on christian watson the four receptions 46 yards out of just six targets um obviously you know the talk was that he could have scored but he missed the sign on that last drive there uh either way, i'd like to see him get more targets and i think we mentioned it too at least run that jet sweep shit a little bit more not even if he gets the ball but just uh i mean that is how Dobbs got so open on that last drive i think too that last big pickup he had is everyone moved with christian watson and then Dubs just cut across the middle of the field and was wide open but uh yeah kind of a bummer like you he didn't get another be. touchdown but yeah
1: it feels like you should be handing it off on the jet sweep
3: once a game. At least once, once a game. game. Trying it out at least. Yeah, maybe do it on the first play keep, next week. I keep them prepared. It's, you but, know, keep keep that defense uh honest. It's one once of the, a game. That's all.
2: It's these things of you know, telling yourself as a fan, at least what I do, it's I'm like, ah, they're we're gonna beat the Rams. They're just saving it. They're saving it for when we actually need it against, you know, the Dolphins or the Vikings or something where we actually run it, but God, even just faking it a couple more times would have been better because we had Lazard and even uh, Dobbs once or twice ran the option too, or ran the jet sweep too. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens there. But either way, kind of a bummer to see Watson not score, but we'll see what happens here. Um, moving on. Randall Cobb had a really good game. Third down game, like always for him. The three catches, 32 yards. I think just about every single one of them converted a first. Um Alan Lazard just had the one catch for seven yards on the first drive of the game, which is kind of funny to see. But I guess we didn't mention to uh, Andrew, I'm sure you're upset that the Packers cut Sammy Watkins on Friday.
3: No, remember three weeks ago, I fully conformed with you. <laughs> right, I, I, I'm joking. I, I recanted anything I ever said positive about Sammy and I'm done.
2: It was funny because the that hit piece not hit piece, but that article came out from The Athletic talking about all the hand signal shit with Aaron Rodgers. And Sammy was quoted in it. I forgot exactly what he said, but you know, he's an eight year vet and he was like, Yeah, sometimes I'm confused and I don't even know what's going on. And then three days later he gets cut. It's like oh good. Buddy, he probably should not have said <laughs> he probably that.
3: I shouldn't have participated in that. Yeah. Either way, I <sighs> especially when he's been like so lazy on so many there's been so many highlights of him. Being, he's put some really good blocks too. Like we've seen some really good blocks from Sammy that've been highlight reels. But also some plays where he's been just fucking standing, lagging around. Yeah, like dude, what are you doing?
2: He's not as fast as he used to be. If nothing else, the last memory we have of Sammy Watkins with the Packers, I think it was the last time he was on the field. God, he might have got picked up by. I forgot who he got picked up by.
1: He's in. He's in Baltimore now.
2: He did again. Okay. Yeah. Because if not, you know, the last time he was on the. on the field as a Packer, he was doing the windmill running with Christian Watson on that oh, play where right, he was the lead right. block. So, I don't know. We'll see. But either way, I feel a little bit better with the wide receiver group as a whole. We don't have Lazard or Cobb under contract for next year. But, God, if you bring back Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Randall Cobb, and Lazard, not the worst group you can have with all their Is own little Cobb
3: up to come back? Well, I, now that we're talking about Cobb, before you say, I don't know if he's up to come back or not. I mean, I assume if it's Rogers last year, he's going to play one more. Cobb's going to sign up, I hope and assume. But I just stats or sorry, Cobb's stat line, you could add or remove one catch and five yards for the past 10 weeks. And out of nine of them, it would be accurate. You know what I mean? He's he's always getting a first down and he's always getting two. Two catches for between 27 and 37 yards. I
2: was going to say, it's it. I would say it's three or four receptions for between 30 and you know 50 it, yards. That's pretty he, much what it is. He did
1: do some dirty work in the middle of the field this week, which was, I mean, much appreciated. He's the most
3: solid, reliable, like it's like uh, Frank Gore the floor, if you were to call him. <laughs> you know he's going to get what he's going to get. And that is Cobb.
2: Yes. Uh, moving on to tight end. Nice to see Big Dog get his one catch, (laughs) the one reception for 14 yards. Pretty sure you could hear Lambeau barking after he made the reception too, which is kind of funny. Uh, And Robert Tunney had a nice, just the one reception for four yards, but it did convert a first down on third down. Still not getting a lot of involvement with that team or with that position group, but whatever. I I wonder what we're going to do with Tunney next year. But I
3: I thought he was going to be more involved this game specifically looking at like the you know, the, the draft Kings or fan duel, like defense versus position. I did think we were going to involve Tunyon more than we did. Um, and fiscally, I'm, I'm disappointed with no, oh, <laughs> but, but sincerely, I, I thought he was going to be a lot more, um, targeted.
2: Yep. Uh, moving on the offensive line, Zach, Tom you know, filling in for David Bocciari who, God, I don't know if he's going to be back next week or not with the epidectomy, but. Was fine. He gave up the one sack where Rodgers probably could have just stepped up in the pocket. But overall, Rodgers just getting sacked three times. I think that's fine. Overall, the offensive line I thought was all right. But Can we talk uh, about
1: how weird it is to see fifty at left tackle,
2: dude. I've weird I've talked number. about it. No, I I think I tweeted that out earlier this year too. It's <laughs> disgusting. If if you're gonna it's be, just
1: a, it's a center's number.
2: Exactly. If you're going to wear number 50, you have to play center. And I wouldn't be surprised if he is our starting center next year, depending on what happens with David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins this offseason, because Myers hasn't been great at center. And Zach Tom is kind of more that build, especially if he could put on some weight this offseason. But on top of it, they always talk about how smart a guy he is. And with those checks at the line, Myers doesn't now he does just because, you know, this is his second year actually playing center, but he didn't have a ton of experience at Ohio State with it. It seems like it would be a pretty easy transition to do that. But I was calling for that during training camp to have him get snaps at center when. So you're thinking you know, maybe Josh Myers,
1: you're thinking Josh Myers may be out?
2: No, I wouldn't say he's out, but even on. I don't know if they've changed it, but even early in the season, they list him as center slash guard or just offensive lineman. So they're not even very strict on what his position is either. But uh, yeah, with that, we will have a quick commercial break. All right, defense. Once again, you want to get mad at Joe Barry. I guess we can get mad at him for the third downs, the two like third and 15s that we gave up. But overall, I mean, the Rams were very good, the, We only gave up the 12 points, only like 150 yards total, uh, five sacks in the game, which is the most since Christmas of last year, which is pretty crazy to, <laughs> to hear. Um, but yeah, I mentioned it before, too. Like, we'd rather have third and fives and third and fifteens this season. But what can you do? Um, I guess we can start with the cornerbacks. We talked about Razul a little bit, up and down game, uh, J.R. Alexander. He did get voted to the Pro Bowl officially. Uh, Elton Jenkins is an alternate too. We have a couple other alternates, but this is not a year to really talk about the Pro Bowl, anyways. But not a, not a ton from the cornerback position in this game. Um, safety, Adrian Amos. Once again, I mean, he had a good first half. Fucking terrible second half. Not nice only... play
1: on that. Was it a was it a swing pass or was it a screen pass? Oh, no, it was a it was a jet sweep or whatever when he came up. I can't remember what the play was. Yes, yes. Amos sniff- came up and he made a hell of a play. Yep. It was it was a similar to like what I what you would picture like a Jair, you know, wide receiver screen where he's just coming up, busting the play open.
2: Yeah, but, it was it was kinda of like the Quay run stop that he had where he just shot the gap except yes. Amos was out on the nice edge. Nice to
1: see some aggress aggression instead yes. of sitting back playing it safe.
2: Which is what we saw in the second half when he let Higgsby be- score, and then he also gave up that 40-yard penalty, that pass interference where he just, just a had his back turned. Yeah, so that, not very good. Um, Rudy Ford overall played solid, but God, that one penalty was so fucking stupid. It's yeah. just... And it keeps happening with this team. Every single week, especially on defense, it seems like we get one of these dumb penalties. Like, you're watching him dragging the defender. It's like, dude, let go. Just fucking like two let go.
3: It's like you're two steps off of the field. Just a lot of me. Yeah. You have to know better. You are a professional. You can't make that mistake. It's, it's it's yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh Darnell Savage, guess how many snaps he had in this game?
1: Oh, I don't even remember seeing him on the field. I don't know. Uh in the nickel, maybe or the dime, was he out there? I don't
2: know. One snap. One snap. Okay. On the first drive, they had a couple runs. Uh they we stopped him like twice. It was the first third and long they threw at Darnell Savage. Where was he where was he lined up at? He was, yeah, he was in the slot. He was the nickel okay. or dime, whatever the fuck it was. But yes, so he he gave up the one play, ripped him out, and he didn't see the field again. So it's so going to be good, Are We basically had a thing.
3: healthy scratch point then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's he that would healthy. be something. That's yeah. what everyone's been calling for. I mean,
2: I don't know. Well, have to, I mean, we're we're so we're in such a tough position with him because he's his contract for next year is guaranteed eight million dollars. So hopefully, we can find someone. Either we get a creative defensive coordinator who could do something with him or we can trade him to someone for whatever, but either way, not ideal, not, not very happy seeing him out there. Uh, inside linebacker, Quay Walker had maybe the best game of his career. You know, it's still getting away. Yeah. The, qu- the Quay maker, yes. like the clay maker. Um, he's still missing some tackles in the run game, but, At least this was a game where we had those splash plays. You know, he had the sack forced fumble. He shot the gap on that one run. He could have had multiple picks if he had any hands and came down with them. But it's nice to see at least, you know, he's going through the struggles still. But at the same time, we're getting those flash plays, which we expected from someone with his athletic build, at least.
1: Yeah, he had that one, too, where he, he jumped up. He was playing... You know that that hook curl zone in the middle of the field, and he tipped that ball. And honestly, I I kind of think that that may have been a pi had he not tipped that ball on us. And then you know, oh yeah,
2: yeah, because when point.
1: he when he jumps up and he tips that ball before was it was it Amos or who was on him? I can't remember who it was in the middle of the field, but they were all over him.
2: I believe and it was Amos behind him. Yeah, with
1: that tipped ball, then you, there's no pi there, there because the ball's already been touched. So, yep. I mean, he's he's been all over the place, been making plays. I mean, what you like to see from a rookie linebacker at the end of the season. I mean, it's pretty, pretty impressive. He's fast.
2: Moving on to outside linebacker, Preston Smith, pretty, still having a pretty solid season, two sacks in this game. I heard the stat that in the last 10 primetime games, he has 10 sacks they are called, he called himself primetime Preston or someone on the team called him primetime Preston. But yeah, like I said, had two sacks, pretty funny. They had uh, Nick Perry at Lambeau as an honorary captain. And oh, really? Yep. Which is still what such a weird career Nick Perry had where he was yeah. he was fine for us. We gave, we gave him yeah, we gave him that second contract. He was still banged up. We cut him and he never signed with another team again. You know, he never played again. So he he was at Lambo for the game and Preston Smith passed him for all-time sacks in, in Packers history. So it was pretty funny. Like I'm sure he's like, "Oh, I'm going to go back to Lambo." He's like Oh fuck! Really? Like I'm watching one of my records be overtaken. Oh, so here. he
1: passed Nick Perry's.
2: Preston Smith placed yes. on the
1: oh, okay, all-time
2: Packers sack list. Where
1: but... was Nick? Was Nick Perry pretty high on the list? I don't think so. <sighs> Wouldn't have been like well,
2: eighteen. Yeah, it's something like that. It, top. 20. It's not like no, like top twenty. I think yeah, like, it's top, like 20. top twenty,
3: but 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 bottom, but below top ten. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do you think there's an actual thing with with prime time games? and players playing better or is that a myth like i
2: i think that's a myth i don't know maybe quarterbacks okay. obviously Kirk cousins you'd like to think that but it could be know. for some people it yeah be, maybe some people
3: for some players it okay might be a thing. but as a whole if that were true then everyone would just play better in prime time and it would get canceled yes. out because you're playing against better players too yes
2: <laughs> yes exactly right, right? yeah
3: I mean, yeah it's both okay. sides right yes. yes so it's like well if they didn't know they were on prime time Maybe. But if your quarterback is bad in prime time, bad for your team. Because they're scared. Kirk Cousins. But if they're that way, then they'd be afraid of playing in, or playing in front of 30,000 people anyway. Doesn't matter. Go on.
2: 30,000 people?
3: 25,000 people? And then some.
2: Lambo is 75,000 people.
3: Well, I mean, Kirk Cousins, I'm saying specifically, he's not like, he has the biggest fan base in the world.
2: Yeah, I don't know. The bank, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, Sorry, JJ, it, was it was a dumb. I agree. Could not agree with you more. Uh, JJ Barre yep. had a Solid game again. Every week, he seems to be getting better. He had a sack or half a sack in this game. He could have had a pick himself. I believe he had a tackle for loss, too. It's
1: He was so close to being in it. Was it the Kenny Clark? Did Kenny have a sack? He was so close yeah. to being there a couple different times, and he just didn't selfishly. I think my, my uh, bold prediction was for him to have like three sacks, but he was there. Mm-hmm. It's just you couldn't connect
2: yeah it's been nice to see him uh preston smith and justin collins be solid i thought we were going to be absolutely fucked when gary went down and we're not doing great per se but you know like i said earlier it's five sacks which is the first time since christmas last year so if nothing else can you it's imagine nice what we would have had, had if, if rotation yeah could you imagine what we would have had if gary was playing i know that we... that again that's the one thing even if we do go on a run and make the playoffs it's like if we had Rashawn Gary, I'd be like maybe yeah. we could make some type of run in the playoffs. I mean the offense, which you know we already talked about, but they've still been the last 5 weeks, they've been a top 5 offense in the NFL, you know? So it's kind of what we expected this team to be going into the season where the offense would be a little slow to start and then once we got to December we'd be finding our stride. That sure. happened. However, the defense, I mean, we played the Rams and shit can them, but the defense hasn't really held up their end of the bargain.
3: I was going to at least ask you to be accountable and say, yes, I read the same probably fact or stat you did the The past five weeks. Our offense has been top five, but our defense has been bottom 10.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. We've been so fucking. Blown. I just yes.
3: wanted to be honest about our team as a whole. Yes.
2: Thank you. Yes, no. You're you're absolutely right, but you did kind of repeat what I said. Yes, uh, I did didn't hear de- you say the bottom ten <laughs> things. Okay, okay. Uh, defensive line, Kenny Clark, another great game. I mean, the Rams' offensive line is pretty banged up, but pretty, especially that first drive. Like I think he injured the center or guard. He, he
1: was looking mean <laughs> out there, yeah. to be honest.
2: Yeah. And once again, I mean, I've been saying it for years. He in December he turns into the December. Um, but yeah, he had the tackle for loss. He had a QB hit too, but just disruptive if nothing else up front and again fucking Devonte wyatt you know he came in back to back plays he had a tackle for a loss had yep. half a sack only played yep. nine snaps it, we did this thing in this game where kenny clark and jaron reed were out on the field for like 60 percent of the snaps if they weren't out there it was uh tj slayton and dean lowry and then they had like wyatt kind of spell those guys at times too so Either way, again, and it, I'm a broken record at this point, but fucking A, just put Devo- put Wyatt out there. There's no Let's reason see what not he's to at this point. Yes. I mean, I know we're going to have some struggles, but fuck it. And if not him, just TJ Slayton. It's like Slayton's such a big dude where he can't get pushed back and out of plays, I feel like. So I don't know. But I would say I'm sure they know more than us, but the way that they've been playing guys this year, <laughs> I don't It's not would. evident, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, moving on to special teams. I mean, fuck, I, I'm surprised we actually hadn't brought it up sooner, but Keyshawn Nixon, so fucking good. Uh, he had the punt return. This is almost a pick six play. He had a punt return early on for 15 yards that bounced. You know, it hit the ground bounce. If that were Amari Rogers, he would have let that ball Oof. bounce, and he was standing right at the 35, I believe. It would have bounced to, like, the 25-yard line. Instead, he fucking scoops it up, picks up 15, the net punt ended up being nine yards after the return. Just fucking really? phenomenal. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's broken whatever record for he's had like four or five straight games with a hundred yard, 100 return yards on, on kickoffs. Uh, he should have had another one past the 50. They got yep. brought back.
3: That was another thing that refs were saying, not the refs, sorry. The announcers were like, this isn't even a penalty. You could find this on every single play. It it was, it was a nothing burger.
2: It was
1: actually good call there on the nothing burger. Yes. Uh, It was, it was one of those where it was like, didn't affect the outcome of the play. I'm not even sure it was a holding penalty because I mean, literally he didn't, I mean, you're grabbing, you're grabbing the pads on the guy, but it's like, come on. Like he let him go. It it was a bad call.
3: It's like sometimes anytime your quarterback has like nine seconds or more, or anytime, you know, your, your punt return or kick return gets over 30 yards. You're throwing a flag because there's gotta be something somewhere. So you find something. Yes. And there was that guy wasn't making
1: the yeah. play. Um
2: nope. and then I mean Rogers pointed out post game two how this is the first time he's seen in his eighteen years someone a team kick away. One they did like an air ball to him to return, and then later on they kicked it to the up back. Like you just don't see that, which is
1: Yeah, they had like a, almost like a squib kick.
2: Yeah, yeah pretty much. And it's nice because he he doesn't take a bad step. He's always north and south but he all he knows exactly when to fucking cut it outside it's so much fun to watch
1: as as we're kind of watching it through the weeks like it's almost there's like a pattern he kind of slow plays the middle of the field and then he just he picks a side and he runs around everybody on the outside which is which is great i mean that's what you want from your it's like madden
2: it is like Like on the sega I don't okay. I don't know if Madden was ever on Sega, but yes, he he just fuck he oh, knows I, when to pick his points and just fucking cut outside. Uh, the other thing to talk about, with special teams. Mason Crosby tied Brett Favre for most consecutive starts, like two hundred fifty or whatever the fuck it was, fifty five, two fifty five, I believe. Is yeah, the number. funny how. I mean, he's a kicker, but for him to match in next week, as long as yep. he plays, he'll be you know he'll have more consecutive starts than Favre. But it's it's funny to see too because earlier this year when he was banged up we called up yeah. um uh, a miz amir uh the the practice squad kicker and we were like why why would we what are we doing here and it's like oh we don't want to we need to keep crosby around cuz he needs to probably beat this record that's what the team wants to go for here
1: i i was thinking the same thing about but except for like 3 years ago when he i feel like was it 3 years ago when he was banged up when he had some sort of a i feel like there was a blocked kick or something like that he had a foot injury you remember that, that? Was,
2: yes that was against the Rams in the playoffs in 2020 2020 or okay, 2021 I've... yes because that was the bad snap from Hunter Bradley that got him hurt because they like lateraled it to Crosby or something and so I thought he
1: missed the game because uh, of that but obviously not if it's the 255 no. I mean obviously but seeing that I was a little bit surprised because I had thought previously he had missed the yep, game but,
2: but uh pretty amazing yeah no I mean special teams are doing a little bit better the coverage units were fine they let up one decent kick return but Overall, very exciting to see Keyshawn Nixon back there. But with that, we will have Take News. Football time. Take News. All right, Take News for the week. Uh, We hinted at a little bit earlier at the end of the game. Matt LaFleur deciding not to punch it in and score. We've talked about his... Mindset, his little more passive mindset, not to be you know dumb jock, meathead, fan brain, but he he's a little too soft for my liking. But we'll play the clip here. This is Rob Domofsky asking him about that stuff at the end of the game and electing not to score. In that points scored, there's a point differential. It's
1: way way down on the playoff tiebreaker list, but it is down there. I mean, did you think about? I, no,
0: I I didn't. I didn't think about that. I just think there's the way you handle winning in this league and um, I just uh, I got a lot of respect for those guys you you're competing against and um, you know if I if I knew that was going to be the difference certainly you'd do what you, you got to do but um, I think there's there's karma involved in that and
3: I don't want to be about that and I've got too much respect for them
1: even after they call the time I mean what's he calls the timeout isn't that like I thought the same thing and then he calls the timeout yeah, no,
3: I, I I don't, I just, I'm not worried about that.
2: Okay, so, sure, you know, we all heard that there. And I think most of what Matt is saying there, I agree with. Yeah, you don't need to score at the end of the game. Fine. And then Rob brings up, well, Sean called a timeout. Like, there's less than a minute left in the game, and he calls a timeout. At that point, I'm like, all right, fuck you. I am going to score. On top of that, you're here at, and this is dumb. This is again the fan brain thing, but you're at Lambeau Field with 78, 80,000 people who want to see another touchdown to end this game. Just fucking run the ball in. We've we're so damn passive with everything that we're doing, you know. I mean, we've been saying it all year. The hesitation on benching guys like Newman Savage, Amari Rogers, and how it's his offense and the Aaron Rodgers offense keeping Barry as long as he, ha- as he has. And then even when we played the Jets this year, you know, they were talking about it because Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, is Matt LaFleur's best friend. I think he was his best man in his wedding and shit. And leading up to that week, he was like, yeah, you never want to beat your friends. And a lot of people are like, no, you do. You want to beat your friends and have those breaking rights. And I understand that we're, he's been 3-0 and against Sean McVay but fuck, man, just for how this year has gone. And again, the fact that he called the timeout, just fucking score. I don't know what you guys think on this, but.
3: Well, your fans, are your fans are supporting you in a loss, losing record. Give them something, right? Like you just said, the fans want to see another touchdown, yeah. obviously. And it's not like you're coaching high school girls here where, you know, if you score one more, they're never going to play again.
2: You're being huh? a sexist pig
3: i I'm sorry. You're not co- high school boys. Either Much way, better. it doesn't yes. matter. Thank you. Okay. You're not. You're you're not gonna break the other team or the other coach. We're professional level NFL players and coaches. It's gonna be okay. Yes. Like you said, breaking rights at the level you're at. Yes. Todd. I a couple things.
1: I guess for me, he said you don't want to beat your friends. He said that. Go- Who has friends that they don't want to beat? That going into the Jets game, wants to beat and their then friends. they
2: fucking shit on us.
1: That's dumb. You should want to beat your friends. So you want to beat everybody, but you should also in, want to beat your in friends.
2: In that game, and this is what pisses me off. You can tell it pisses me off. Go, again, he said that going into the game, you never, you don't want to beat your friends. They're your friends. Rob, um, that's Robert dumb. Sala at halftime said something along the lines, and he said in the game presser, I don't remember exactly what it was verbatim, but it was something like, we got them where we want them. We need to close the deal and step on their throat. Like That's what Robert Sala said. And, and Matt's yes. like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to run up the score. What about karma? It's like, dude, just it's fucking. All, that was my the say, game. About, karma. Well, about karma.
3: I'm not to overtake. I play pickleball <laughs> and I started this league and I got this lady 65 Trish and she became my friend and like kind of mentored That's me. Great. And my second week there, I'm playing with this guy and he's got against him and he's got goggles on. He's, you know, we're having a hard time moving from court side to court side and Trish is my partner. And I say, hey, Trish, again, this is Recreational League Pickleball at the local city yep. center. I say, Trish, am I an asshole? Because I'm, I'm, I'm just dinking on him where he cannot <laughs> get it. And she says, you're in this to win? Points matter at the end of the season. you here to score. If he can't take it, he shouldn't be here. <laughs> That's what she told me. A sixty-five-year-old <laughs> woman to me, a third-time pickleball player, against a man who could waddle back and forth on the like he was an old man. In goggles. Who probably didn't drive himself here. So my point is, if if Trish can see that, and I can see that, and the man told me not to ask that, he said no. The point, he said, yeah, <laughs> points matter. I hear you. It's embarrassed. Don't don't say that, you, Matt. You LaFleur, embarrassed him. Can see it. Yeah. You know, is Trish, is Trish available from, what did it be, July yeah. to February? Is she, she available? She had, and I'm not making this up, like, literally, I felt bad. I was like, can I, can I do that? Like, I don't want to hit it on the smash. Like, no, next game, you're going to move to a better court. He's going to move down to a worse court. It's it's a That's how it works. Yes. You know, you move up, he moved down. Yeah. So, so the concept is punish him, teach him he doesn't belong here, and and show who you are. If nothing – And yeah. that's what the Packers needed. If to do. If nothing
2: else, it's just you got to be – like I guess I don't know, I'm repeating myself, but just take what's there. We we're just too fucking standoffish at times just fucking overrun them.
1: I also do not ever want to hear my football coach talk about bad karma. Football guys do not talk about karma. Karma
3: does not exist. That's, to yeah. To a can football I, coach. Can like, I also say one additional like not even can I say but it would be dickish if the Packers were to start taking timeouts and maybe yeah. throwing passes. Okay, sure. But if they are just going to maybe yes, run yes. it and do something like that, that's okay. Yes. And, and and encouraged.
2: Yes. And that's the thing. If if McVay didn't call the timeout, we just knelt it out. I'd be fine. But the fact he did just fucking
3: punish, yeah, him. punish him for that. But punish him.
2: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And that's, again, we'll see this offseason. If we, if we fire Joe Barry, and I hope to God we do fire Joe Barry. If we don't, I don't know what I'll do. But if we don't get some type of meathead yelling defensive coordinator type guy, I will be very upset. If we get another timid, like fucking Joe Barry, like "Eh, I have energy and I'm going to pretend to like make tackles, but he's not someone who's going to get in your face. Like we need, like you said, Todd, a football guy. It just to offset what Matt LaFleur is. Cause this year again, I am I just, I'm getting way too many coordinator vibes and not coach vibes for Matt LaFleur. So I don't know, but, uh, I don't think do we have anything else on that I thought we covered that pretty well right huh
1: yeah I think we're good I we just we needed a, need a couple of tough guys in the uh, coaches rooms yeah
2: it I, we're missing Mike Smith our outside linebacker coach the last few years who who was yes, that guy definitely. yes but uh with that is Colin kind of idiot
0: I'm not an idiot
2: okay you sure yes. All right is Kyle and Idiot for the week. Uh, Todd and Andrew, you guys have not done very well as a duo this year. What are you like? W- nope. Did you have one? We're not keeping okay. track. We're not just, keep, we'll, we'll,
1: when you start halfway through, well, it's not a full season. That's not it. It's not good You're karma. It's not good karma for you to keep track right of now, score against your opponents. So That's what we did the first go.
2: year, too. We didn't keep track because Kyle Matt was so bad. Matt thinks
1: we're doing a nice job. Yes.
2: First question. All right, guys. Who caught... The game-winning touchdown that Aaron Rodgers threw in Miami in 2014.
1: Uh, Gotta be Andrew Jordy. Corliss. Okay, great.
2: Correct, Andrew Corliss. That was yeah. the easy one, the gimme.
1: Yeah. Uh there was what was like one second left of the clock when he something the ball. like
2: that, and that was also the play before was a uh, the fakes the fake spike, which I think he threw out to Devontae, and then the next play, Corliss yes. scored. Yes. yes.
1: Beautiful. I remember that entire sequence. That was yeah, so
2: that was the last time we played in Miami. I feel old. That's when uh, Todd. We we were in uh, Sioux Falls at the time. But yes, very good. One and O. Oh, moving on. All right, you guys. Uh, the last time we played the Miami Dolphins was in 2018. Can you name two of the three tight ends that caught a pass in that game? 2018. Um, the guy who came from the Saints.
1: Oh, Jimmy Graham.
2: Jimmy Graham.
3: So that was like 2018 time for him.
1: Oh, you're saying ended all both teams from... Nope, just
2: Packers.
3: Oh, okay. I would say Graham. I would say Mercedes. Uh, I don't think Mercedes is on the team. You don't in think so? 2018, maybe he was. Okay. Probably... I think that was Graham's year, though. Or like one of his two years. Yeah, Jimmy Graham and...
1: Who else would it have been?
3: Um, starts with a J. Oh, uh... Ooh. Jared. Yeah, Jared, the Jared guy. Yep. Jared, Graham, and Lewis is what I would say. You only need two. Oh, well then, let's go. Let's go. I I mean, I think Graham and Lewis. Yeah, okay. Graham and Lewis. Very
2: good. Yes, it was. Mercedes Lewis and Jimmy Graham Lance Kendricks.
3: Yeah, Jared Cook was. Jared Cook is what I was the third year, or the third option I want to put. Now, I just want to mark this episode, mark this timestamp, because look, Andrew does not get too many free for all questions. Was, and uh, was, I, was, I was
2: shocked how quickly Andrew actually said Mercedes Lewis and Jimmy Graham. No, you're hundred percent right. Well,
3: Jimmy Graham was my favorite Saints player, obviously, and I was so excited when he came to Green Bay and so let down after he came to Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, he's great blocker, super tough. god. It's just not what I saw though. Like not what I expected. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he sucked. Because for I felt like Drew was popping him, popping him, popping him. Yeah, and then just nothing. yeah, I
2: didn't yeah. hate hate the move at the time, but it was the same day we signed Jimmy. Was the day we released Jordy Nelson? It did not. look Yes, good. I wonder what I wonder how long Jordy could have played if we stuck with him instead of bringing Jimmy right. along. But yes, and Big Dog in that game, he had one catch for thirty yards. I want to look back oh. and see it because I remember wow. it being like hilarious at the time too, and be. You know, and Jimmy Graham had one for fourteen, so it's like a fucking big dog outplayed him. But uh, <laughs> yes, very good, two and zero. Wow, you guys are actually going to have a winning week. Week. Let's
3: go three and zero. The last
2: question: Mason Crosby, like we talked about, tied up Brett Favre for the most consecutive starts as a Packer this past week. Who was the Packers kicker the season before Mason Crosby? Ryan
3: Longwell. I feel or like do they have someone in between Ryan Longwell? I feel like there was definitely somebody in between them. Okay. I only know Ryan Longwell and him. So if there's someone else. If it was okay, give me five names.
2: I, I don't know if I can do that.
3: You don't have five? That's tough. Five that's, that's tough. Because they're going to watch him say him the, ways yeah. the order he's going to say it's a whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to get this. But it wasn't Longwell. It was somebody. There was a time period where he was not there. I'll just, okay. I'll being... just
2: tell you guys then. It was Dave Rayner. He was the kicker for one or okay. two years. And I might have even asked this question like season one. But uh, it was kind of, I don't want to say funny when he was cut, but he was cut and he talked about it later on he was like yeah man i really well it was after we drafted mason crosby He was like yeah i thought i was gonna be here for a while you know i was involved in the community and stuff like that and i'm like dude just because like you're part of the packers like everyone is doing charitable things like, just because you right. went to a homeless shelter once doesn't mean they're gonna keep you on as a kicker but uh
3: well unless matt lafleur was well, there because he was such a nice guy yeah, matt was was yeah, yeah, no, fucking 10.
2: yeah very good point but yes two and one for the week do you guys have a question for me
3: I don't. I, Dude, I, I didn't think of anything. I did not. We can Fair think way. of something. Nope. Quick. That's
2: okay. We will move on to the Dolphins preview.
3: What year? Actually, here's what I saw on Reddit oh today. Or, okay. What year did the Packers first use snowblowers <laughs> instead of shovels Ooh. in their? Um, Do you know the
2: answer? Do you know the actual year? Google
3: does. I I saw someone snow blowing a stand in Reddit today, so I'm gonna like Google the answer.
2: I'm gonna. I'm going to guess 1979. Oh, way later than that. Really? My guess. You know it. You're asking the question. You saw it earlier. I saw the picture, which made me think of the question. I'm going to look up the answer. I'm going to move on with the preview. You tell me when you find the answer or if you find it. Okay. Cool. (laughs) All right, we are playing the Miami Dolphins. Shout out my. I was literally in Miami yesterday. I don't think we talked oh. about that, but yes, I was on vacation the last few days, was in Miami, flew back yesterday, literally went from 75 degrees and sunny to negative 10 here in the Twin Cities, and we're under a blizzard warning. Yes, Andrew?
3: 2012, the entire stadium was shoveled pre 2012. Okay,
2: cool. Thank you. Great. Okay, moving on to the Dolphins preview. We are playing at noon on Fox. The announcers are Joe Davis and Daryl Johnson. Uh Loki, I think probably their best, Fox's best announcing crew. I like Joe Davis a lot more as a play-by-play guy than Kevin Burkhart. And Daryl Johnson's pretty good as a color guy, too. Like he always seems to he doesn't say many dumb things, IMO, but he'll probably say something dumb on Sunday.
1: I feel like we get them every time we play the Vikings. Is that do you feel like that? I feel like every time we play the Vikings, we get...
2: Maybe. That. Maybe we did week one. I'm not sure. I guess lately it's probably been Greg Olson, yes. but... I feel like we we, we always get like the number one Fox crew for most games, at least. The number one or number two. Uh, Vegas has the Packers at three and a half point dogs. The over-under is 49 and a half. Overall, Miami is eight and six after three straight losses. They lost to Buffalo last week. Um, they are, the offense is ninth in points per game. They are pretty explosive, though. They are second in the league in yards per play, uh, first in yards per pass, and 20th in yards per rush. Their defense is 26th in points per game, 16th in yards per rush, and 16th in yards per pass. So a very, very average defense. However, they, ha- they give up the 30th worst uh, completion percentage in the league, so their pass defense isn't phenomenal. Uh, on offense... Tua, obviously their quarterback, is having an okay year. Still not great, but he has 24 touchdowns and five picks. Tyreek here, Tyreek here, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are probably the best wide receiver duo in the league right now. Uh, Tua, or Tua, Tyreek Hill has 1526, 29 yards, and Waddle has 1, 1117. Jeez, um, that's a lot of yards. Their tight, tight end Gissick. God, I always fuck up his name. Just just Gusecki. Gusecki, their tight end, pretty solid as well. And obviously, we're focusing on the wideouts. However, they do have Raheem Mostert, who absolutely obliterated us in the 2020 playoffs when Jimmy G only threw the ball eight times. I think he had over... Uh uh, Mostert had like 220-something yards in that game. Just stupid, but... Him and Jeff Wilson are the two main backs, both pretty solid. Uh, Mostert has 746 yards on the season, but he did miss practice today, so you never want to root for a guy to be injured, but wouldn't be the worst thing. Maybe if, yeah, it wouldn't be the worst thing if he didn't play. <laughs> uh, their offensive line has been pretty solid all year. Armstead, their tackle was just named to the Pro Bowl. On defense, like I said, they're just okay, but their front seven is pretty solid. Um, Jalen Phillips, Jerome Baker, and Melvin Ingram are are um, three of their rotational linebackers who all have over four and a half sacks, but they do have seven players on their defense with at least two and a half sacks. So we'll have to look out for that. That's what the biggest thing I'm worried about with this team. It would be pretty big if David Bakhtiari is able to play in this game. So we'll have to see, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's once again, we've been talking about it. This is the start of the actual run I said it a few weeks ago. I think after we lost to the Titans, that we're in zombie mode, losing to the Eagles and now the Bears, Rams. I think we talked about it before. But if we win out, we if we win out, we'll probably be in the playoffs. If the the well, Commanders just have to lose two of three games, and we just need the Lions or sorry the Seahawks to lose one, and they have very very tough matchups. Um, but yes, uh, I think this is a very tough game. The Packers obviously or historically don't play very well in warm weather. It's not going to be as hot as it is usually, you know, when we seem to play them in September or, you know, we played in Jacksonville last year um, for that opening game against the Saints. So we'll have to see. I don't know. It's Miami is going to be a tough team to keep up with with that offense. I'm really thinking we're going to have to force some turnovers from Tua, but God, I don't know how. This is like the one week where it's like, okay, zone defense will be fine with Tyreek Hill and Waddle out there who are extremely fast, but their run game is still pretty solid. I don't know. I feel like, like I said, we're going to have to force some turnovers, and this is a week where I won't be upset when we kind of slow play on offense, running the ball and just being more a possession type game than trying to win a shootout. The offense has been better. Our offense has been better of late, but at the same time, I don't think... Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs are going to be more explosive than Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill.
1: Do you think that this is a good week to go press man zero coverage?
2: <laughs> I I personally would not do that. No.
1: Well, then maybe we'll see it. Who <sighs> right. <else>? But, maybe <laughs> Joe's got some up his sleeve. We we'll go zero coverage every. every it would down.
2: be very Joe Barry to do but, the to finally <laughs> do what we've been asking for all year when we don't. Right. It.
1: Yes. When we don't want it, but serious question: Does dude do, does Tua run a lot? Does he has he been running a lot? He this year?
2: can. He's kind of like you know. Well, actually, I'll look it up. He, I feel like he's kind of like Jordan Love, where he doesn't want to run because that's you know sure. those.
3: His name sounds like he should be fast. It's not like
1: playing against you know where like Justin Fields is like going to run mm-hmm. like that's like or same thing with Jalen Hurts like he's going to take off a couple times. Yeah. So
2: what would you guess Tua has for rushing yards on the season?
1: A couple hundred. I don't I'd know. I'd say one fifty. I would
2: have guessed something like that. Maybe even in the two hundreds. Only seventy yards rushing. He did. He was okay. banged up earlier this year, obviously with the concussion stuff. But either way, it does not run as much as you know you would have thought. This is cool. his,
1: his time to shine. It's coming yeah. up here. Hoping yeah. So had those stats.
2: So what do you guys think? How do you feel about this game? I does, with this does, run, Do the
3: Dolphins need a win at all?
2: Yes, they are. It would have been nice if they had won more of these games of late. But this is this has turned into a must win for them. I think if they lose they can't win their division or something, or they might even be eliminated from the playoffs. So it is a must win game for the dolphins. They would be eliminated. I, th- I, I know I heard something. What? I don't know if it was the division or what, but either way wow. it's,
1: I bet it's the division.
2: Cause they, right.
3: there's no way. Cause they've got 10 wins. Don't They're they? eight and six. Oh, okay. No so
2: way. yeah.
3: Oh, so they are kind of, well, the biggest thing I think about Miami, I think one of their biggest advantages year in, year out is playing teams at home, in the early months of the NFL season. Like that fucking heat. Because they got that, you know, the way their their uh, stadium is, you know, with like the sun going down just on oh, the... it sp- shines on the visitor yes. side, yep. So, I feel like it's not such a disadvantage to play them Yeah, you'd much, much rather year.
1: play Miami in December than you would in
3: September.
2: Yes, right. yes. Of course. Which yeah. is a great point, which I made five minutes ago. Yes.
3: Um, yeah, well, I want to remake it because like, I like to hear my own uh-huh. self talk. Yes. You know. uh,
2: but yes, uh, what do you guys have for a what do we do? Score? Do we do bold or score predictions first? It's been 10 days. Score first, score always. first Yeah, I don't bold. know why I'm throwing it off. What do you guys have for a score prediction in this game?
1: Ooh, I'm going to say
3: 23-26 Packers. Okay,
2: okay, good one. Good one, Todd. Andrew, what is your score prediction? Yeah, I'm going to go actually 28-24 Packers. 28-24. I have a similar score, Andrew. I have the Packers losing 34-28. I do think we'll put up some points, but... I don't know. It's just, if, again, if we're going to go on the run, this is the toughest one. I think I feel pretty good about the Vikings game. I think the Lions game is going to be pretty tough at the end of the year, but the the Dolphins aren't a bad team. I think they're a well-coached team, and they're hungry right now after being on this three-game losing streak. Um, I don't know if you guys <laughs> – pretty funny. We, we've joked about it all year, but uh, McDaniel, the head coach for the Dolphins – yesterday literally called Matt LaFleur the nicest guy he knows. <laughs> uh, I guess he saved his job back in the day when um when McDaniel was just a uh wh- was that in Washington or something? Yeah, I believe it was Washington. What is it when you're just a uh not a I want to say like a graduate engineer, but that's with my job, but
3: a graduate assistant yeah, or one something. One of those. So LaFleur's nice has been killing him yeah, the whole anyways,
2: as I was saying, um he McDaniel like overslept one day, and they were gonna can him. And Matt Lafleur pretty much saved his job, so he could still be with Washington. So, wow. yeah, that's that's what he said yesterday. That's so awesome. Goes back with that, but uh, bold predictions. What do you guys got?
1: Ooh, I don't, you go first. No, you don't have no, you don't no. have one. Okay, You're so right. I'm gonna say Romeo
3: Dubs two touchdowns.
2: Ooh, okay. Andrew,
3: I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm actually gonna go a little bit different here. I'm going to go Aaron Jones, two touchdowns, 160 rushing yards or more.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty bold. Uh, I, once again, kind of going with what I said for what I would like to, what I think needs to happen for us to win. I have Razul Douglas and Jair Alexander each getting a pick. Uh Tua, Tua has one of the uglier throwing mo- motions in the league. I mean, he has a lefty too, which is always a little strange, but he's a little more lethargic with that throwing motion. You know, Razul really loves fucking jumping balls. I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps a couple routes. This would be the week for him to take those types of chances. And Jair now making the Pro Bowl too. Wouldn't be surprised if he... Is able to get people them.
1: forget though that picking off a lefty is different too. Though. True, the spiral you can it's you can drop those it's balls, it's like
2: a you know, watching those spirals is like the toilets in Australia, you know, they circle in the opposite yeah. direction,
1: yeah, or like a left footed punter.
2: It's oh, like yeah, yeah, shout out. Uh, wasn't P- Corey Bajorquez last year a uh, left footed punter? I think he was,
1: I don't remember, but I that feels yeah, I'm right, I'm
2: pretty sure, but uh, yeah. That's what we have for this week's episode. If you guys could please, you have a five-star review. What do you have, Andrew? Do you have something?
3: I just wanted to say that, you know, I know you said we're probably going to, or you think, no, you think your prediction if we're going to lose, your score prediction, even if we do lose, but we win out and the 49ers beat commanders, our odds to make the playoffs actually go up after the end of this week. If we lose? If the Niners beat the Commanders and you assume this is, wins against the Vikings and Lions, is, go from an 8 to a 14%. This is
2: not true. If if we lose this game, we drop to less than 1%. No, we yes, don't. Yes, we do.
3: If you assume we win the next two and the 49ers beat the Commanders. No,
2: that is not true. The the Literally, I believe the Giants, Commanders, and the Seahawks would have to lose out for us to make the playoffs. You're going to have to tweet a re... You've been nothing but wrong this year. Uh, So, yes, as I was saying, uh, thank you. Uh, If you want, please leave a five-star rating. If you want to leave a review, that would be cool. Uh, DM it to us on Twitter at Pod or email it to us on PNPPodcast at gmail.com. We'll send you a free koozie. Uh, And once again, we talked about it last week and the week before, too. But, uh, you know, word of mouth works, too. Someone posted on Reddit uh, the whole Jason Wildy thing, and that blew up. That was still fucking crazy, dude. Even today, today in the press conference... The first question, because they were talking about the like hand signal shit with Rogers, and they're asking Lafleur about it. Right. Um, yeah. s- either Demasky or Wildy brought it up, and Wildy was like, "Yeah, oh, it's not good when the internet uh, makes stuff." Or uh, you know, I forgot exactly what he said, but the internet can really run with things.
1: Yeah, that's super fun when the internet gets a hold of something and accurately
0: depicts it. Um,
3: that tends to happen a lot, yeah, I think. Really,
2: awesome. And all of last week. Like they're joking around calling him Insider Wildy because he hates it so much after we've talked about it. And then everyone else picked it up after that. That's pretty good. Going off on Reddit. So and also shout out to John Meerding from Blue58 who gave us a shout out last week. And with that, once again, a great episode. Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else? Go pack. No. Merry Christmas. Yeah, we didn't even mention that. Yeah, Merry Christmas, uh, we'll, Happy yeah. Holidays, whatever. I don't care. I, I mean, whatever you got, sorry,
3: whatever your holiday of choice
2: happy
1: is. Happy Holidays. Have
2: fun. Yes, but it should be Christmas. And if it isn't Christmas, I don't want to hear about it right now. play at like Christmas, we're...
1: so fitting to say Merry Christmas.
2: Very true. Two years in a row, too. I wonder if that's oh, really? ever happened. Or okay. God. Yeah, yeah. probably not. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> it. But with that, Eric Hoskinen, please don't sue us. I
0: will pay I worked all year I worked all money and then they took my money Yeah, man.